Welcome to Deep Focus, a radio show about movies and New Haven. I'm your host, Tom Breen, and we have a new guest in the studio today, and she was dancing to the theme music. I feel like my life has been justified. So thank you, Isaac Bernstein, for coming up with such a groovy introduction to the show. Uh, never fails to impress. So this is our, our second show in three weeks, about 48-hour film project New Haven. But why so much coverage, you may ask? Well, because it happened, and we're going to hear about how it went down. Uh, uh, one of my guests today was on, uh, I guess, two weeks ago, mm -hmm. uh, Trish Clark, the producer uh, and really the founding organizer of New Haven's instance of the 48-hour film project New Haven. Trish, thanks for coming back on the show. Always happy to be here. And two filmmakers who participated in the weekend-long adventure to make a uh, four- to seven-minute movie uh, that complies with a number of specific and kind of arbitrary criteria, including a genre pulled out of the hat and a character name, a, a line, a prop, and a few other criteria that I may be missing. Uh, oh, it looks like there may be one... Perfect. Yes, keeping those mics nice up and close. Um, so two filmmakers who participated in the weekend's competition, Ryan Lequinko and Haley Copes, whose name I pronounced correctly, I think. Excellent. Cool. Um, so, Trish, why don't we start with you? Um, mm -hmm. Tell us a bit about how the weekend went from your perspective. Could you remind us when it started, uh, when it ended, and what happened in between mm -hmm. so we filmed last weekend and so the kickoff was on friday the 27th and the teams had to hand in their films on sunday the 29th and they had the four to seven minutes to make everything we had 32 teams sign up 31 came to kickoff and 31 teams handed in films and how did that number compare to previous years is that about on par or more people less people it's it's less than the last couple years we're in we're usually in the 30 to almost 40 range so the last two years we had 38 and 39 so we had 32 we actually had a team sign up at kickoff this year so which was fun and the kickoff was at the rough draft at the rough the draft in hamden yeah former space excellent mm -hmm. um and uh you mentioned when you were on a few weeks ago that you were seeing a a larger number of or larger proportion of new haven and connecticut area filmmakers than mm -hmm. you'd seen in previous competitions did that bear out uh, well it did i mean and, uh, that's something that like we're proud of and hoping that our campaign to market more you know held up in connecticut but we had you know out of those i think only five were out of staters and usually we're about 50 50 so this was like a big push to have like more connecticut teams which was great i laid out the basic uh criteria or the the parameters of the competition but since you you know since you gave out the specific ones before we jump over to ryan and haley could you mm -hmm. tell us uh, what were the different um, criteria the teams were working with this year? The required elements of yes, the 48. required elements. So this year it was Martin or Martin or Maureen Nutmeg, who had to be a liar. And the prop was a children's book. So that's kind of like wide open, could be any children's book. Some teams made their own book. Some teams just showed a children's book. And the line that had to be there was, where have I heard that before? So those three things had to be in every movie. Excellent. Uh, so, Ryan, how about we kick off with you? Uh, team leader of Everyone Leaves New Haven, a team that my, my very first year following around a team from 48-hour film, film project New Haven, I think that was back in 2015, but you were gracious enough so. to let me um, hop along with you. So still doing it these years later. Yeah. Uh, why? Well, first, tell us about the movie that you made. I know it was in the martial arts genre. Can you give us a quick synopsis of the uh, five-minute movie you made? I can try. Uh, we made The Warrior, The Guardian, and The Liar, 
it features only those three characters. And uh, really, I think we just kind of distilled the the classic uh, martial arts tropes of you know a, a warrior uh, uh, lost a little bit or, or, or for feeling a sense of foreboding. Um, their sensei or her sensei in this case, um, the wise one with the dispensing the wisdom or at least what the what the warrior needs to hear. Um, and of course, uh, an epic battle scene in the, uh, in the covered bridge down by the, uh, Eli Whitney museum. Um, and some, and just some beautiful, really, we shot mostly in East Rock and, and I think it, it, uh, it's just such a gorgeous place. And we were, I was really happy with the way the, uh, the shots came out. And Haley, uh, first, welcome to the show. It's Thank great you. to have you here. Thank you for having um, me. So your team, Bounce Lounge Productions, made a movie called A Slice of Chaos. Yes. Um, can you tell us a bit about it? Um, essentially, it's um, a mockumentary, I, I suppose, about um, the scenario that New Haven mysteriously lost all of its uh, beloved pizza and um, just the citizens' reactions and... Um, acts of desperation for their pizza that went missing and maybe a, a former mayor who may have been may or yeah. may not have been <laughs> complicit and said disappearance a suspicious name yeah tony pepperoni tony pepperoni <laughs> yeah we don't really speak his name anymore but uh he disappeared uh right after the after the pizza went missing so maybe before well how about um have you participated in this competition before uh and why <laughs> why'd you decide to do it this year um I, I did kind of participate last year. Um, it wasn't uh, a good experience. Well, I mean, it, it was good, but uh, I kind of like went rogue. I was on a team and I didn't uh, get along with the director much. So um, we were given the um, the genres romance or sports and they went with romance. So that weekend I kind of just went off with some people from the team and we use the same requirements but we just made a sports film and we didn't submit it or anything but <laughs> it was really fun so the i that i would consider that an unsuccessful 48 last year even though we had like a really great time fil filming that we didn't get to submit it or anything but this year was our first like successful because you know we had our own team and everything that is great so was it just you disagreed with the genre that the team leader wound up going with last year or was there a, a style of making the movie that you wanted to I don't know, do differently this year. Um, there was a lot that I disagreed with <laughs> that I'm not going to get into. Got, got it. Maybe but I, I, you know, still love and respect them. But we're, I'm glad that we ended up doing a sports film because it was pretty cool. <laughs> right. But, but that happens a lot. Sometimes people like are on a team and then they realize, well, I want to be in charge next time. You know, so then they, you know, sometimes teams form into two or three. Yeah. the next year it, it, so that it, it happens a lot yeah it was too many people too many opinions and um not enough jobs for everyone so um I, I i took the weekend off to do it so i still wanted to have a good time you know and it sounds like a movie came out of it just not the one that was <laughs> submitted so and what's <laughs> your i i don't know anything about you what's your background do you have you made movies before uh, um, is this something that you just thought would be a really fun way to goof off with friends? Uh, no, no. <laughs> um, well, I go to Southern and I'm studying video production there. And that's um, how I know um, the people on my team. Um, Bounce Lounge, uh, Alexis Villa, uh, Brianna Marcosano, and... Um, can't think of the other one right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Evan Kometz. Um, <laughs> that Paisan. Um 
but yeah, uh, I know all of them from well, Brianna I knew prior to Southern, but um, we um, we don't work together in the past, whether it was you know on short films or um, just regular video stuff. But then uh, in the fall semester of 2017, we were all in a documentary class together, and that's where Bounce Lounge Productions was birthed, and uh, we worked on a bunch of things together. So once the 48 hour came around, I mean, there was no question that we were, I mean, we all worked so well together and we're just like the best of friends. So we just decided like, it's going to be us for and nobody else, you know, kind of, that was like our, our crew right there. It's great. And Ryan, as I mentioned, you've been doing this for maybe five, is this the fifth year? Five years. Yes. So why, why'd you decide to do it again this year? And is you, was your team uh, any different than previous years? The same? How, how'd you put together the team that wound up working on this? So we, I was considering not doing it this year. We had lost a key member, um, our friend Tom Coben, who, who moved out of town. Uh, and Ironically. He, I, of course. <laughs> the name. <laughs> the namesake. Um, and, uh, and, and I didn't, I didn't have anyone else lined up, uh, but, uh, but Baobab was, a, Baobab Tree Studios was very generous. They offered to sponsor us this year, and uh, I was checking in with some of the remaining team members, and, and people were pretty excited to do it again, so... Uh, so we decided to go for it and we brought in some new guys and, uh, and, uh, and we did it again. We had another success. So I asked you two to maybe share like one or two memorable moments, uh, moments that were either particularly fun, particularly crazy or, or representative of the weekend for you. And I, in previous, um, coverage that I've done of the 48, I've tried to divide articles into like different acts or different scenes, but it usually breaks down, no matter the team that I'm following, it usually breaks down into three like key sections, which are one, after you've, you've figured out what materials, what components you have to work with, there's always the late Friday night where you stay up writing the movie. And then Saturday is when you're actually, Saturday morning, you're kind of finding all of the locations and props and figuring out how you're going to shoot the movie and then actually doing it. And then Sunday uh, is you know, finishing filming and also editing it. I don't know if, if your weekends broke out into those kind of three general categories, but maybe starting with you, Ryan, and going over to Haley, um, how how did the actual weekend play out for you? And what, I don't know, what uh, moments from that weekend do you want to share with us today? Uh, well, when we, we drew genres, we, we had the choice between a road movie and martial arts. And I, I was immediately drawn towards martial arts, it seems making movies as a kid, it seems like you're often making some kind of martial arts movie. So I, th I thought that would be really exciting or fun to get back into that. Um, we, uh, the writing was not the, the smoothest. We, we focused more on just scenes and, uh, and kind of came up with, with, uh, with a set of, of things that had to be in and then, and then kind of played to that. Um, the one thing that, uh, that made me nervous after, after the fact or between, the the writing and the shooting was uh deciding to do a fight scene we like to try try and do a, a good job i didn't want it to look too amateurish as i would have done as a younger person but uh uh but we really didn't know any fight choreographers but as as i found we get very lucky in that we we find someone who had no idea they were going to be working on a 48 over the weekend to, to step up and uh and a friend of a friend uh laura bass uh, did some, she was a dancer and she knew some Taekwondo and I guess had done a little bit of fight choreography. Just, oh. we, you know, we were, we were hounding her Friday night. She showed up Saturday morning and, and, uh, her and Lisa, the other actor in the scene 
figured out a little routine to get us started into the fight scene. We knew how the fight had to end and we kind of made up the rest, but, uh, but she came in, uh, it was just so impressive. She so really, Laura Bass was not only the fight choreographer, but also the opponent to she, Lisa Howie. She was, yes. And she, and character. also what a great, uh, villain she turned out to be. She really had a, they really, uh, uh, you know, a lot of credit to our, uh, our wardrobe and, and makeup team, uh, Amy and, and uh, Greg made her look pretty almost uh, supernatural, I would say. She really had a great look. And the the setting that you picked was pretty perfect for a martial arts fight, That uh, the the covered bridge over that creek near the Eli Whitney Museum up on Whitney Avenue. Yeah, a little, a little limiting with the angles, I think uh, our, uh, our DP would say. Um, <laughs> but you mentioned you didn't want it to look amateurish, but I think a key you know, aspect of any great martial arts movie is that you know these are exaggerated fight scenes right so to have like a low angle shot where someone just goes flying you know in a in a conspicuous way above and back and forever and i'm not up, yeah i'm not sure we got out of amateurish <laughs> but we tried, but we tried. <laughs> so the fight scene a definitely memorable one to shoot uh what about anything from the writing or from other parts you i know you shot at the top of east rock looks like yeah. also under that one of those beautiful oh, i'm terrible with tree names but there there was a a large a very large and well canopy tree on the northern side of East Rock that you were sitting under in a very contemplative way. Yeah, do you know that tree? That's actually over by the Rose Garden. Oh, great. Um, great. So we wanted to use the Rose Garden, but that tree adjacent, or I guess part of the Rose Garden, uh, really had the nice, had the, the right atmosphere uh, for the for the sensei to be uh, meditating under. Uh, so we used that, and then the top of East Rock. Um, but the other, I would say, the other fun thing I was excited about was we did. Uh, a classic uh, Foley effect that I had always known of for uh, for punching sounds was uh, hitting celery with rolled up newspaper. <laughs> so during the fight scene, if you listen, uh, you'll hear some punching noises. And uh, Saturday night, we were uh, we uh, we bought a bunch of celery and and some newspapers and uh, and whacked them. Was, uh... So just just so I get the details right, mm-hmm. the celery is outside of its plastic bag, or it's still in the bag when you're this, whacking it with the newspaper. This was organic celery, so I don't know that it had ever been in a you literally, plastic bag. You grew it yourself. But I no, I, I had to untie the. Uh, it had one of those little tie wraps around it. But, Got it. But uh, yeah, yeah. So it was just the whole the whole, but the whole bunch. I don't know what you call all the stocks in one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I understood it: is that you take the whole bunch of celery and you roll up a newspaper nice and tight and just whack it since we are in a newsroom i'd be remiss if i didn't ask what newspaper did you use to hit the celery <laughs> i am pr- well someone had a uh, a copy of the times uh, but when i was buying celery i think i picked up uh some of the uh love love La- 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 yeah i think the lovos <laughs> a plug for and, the and i partners. will say that the lovos uh, using that worked better than using the times excellent you heard it here first uh right. <laughs> perfect <laughs> fully artists out there mm-hmm. if you're listening lovos has been a paper stock perfect for wacky Should celery had, like a message at the end like <laughs> no celery was harmed <laughs> we were we were considering that but that would have been a bold-faced lie oh, and I, but happy happy uh uh happy epilogue to that story the the celery was turned into a wonderful soup by nice. uh, by Jessica, our caterer. Oh, oh on, what a happy end! Oh man, yes. these these are really these are the deep Jeff cuts, Olson. the trivia that our <laughs> listeners are really <laughs> yeah. craving to know. That's great. Um, so Haley, I I'm gonna ask you the same. Tell us a bit about uh, maybe how did your weekend break out into that uh, kind of Friday writing, Saturday finding stuff and filming, and then Sunday editing, and and what a, what were some memorable moments for you? Um, 
Yeah, it was pretty similar, except um, for the most part. Uh, so Brianna Marcasano was our editor. So she was kind of editing as we went. Um, so we would like at times maybe go and film something and she'd be back at my apartment, like in the lab, you know, doing her work and stuff like that. Um, but we did spend a lot of time on Sunday, like just all kind of hovering around the laptop and, <laughs> um, and that made her work faster. I'm sure. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, then, then we'd all like get out of our way, but then we'd come back and be like, come on, is it done? Like we, I was like shaking on Sunday. Like I was a crazy person, but, um, okay. So on Friday when we chose our, uh, genres, we got comedy and disaster. So I was, and I feel like your movie falls pretty s- squarely in between the two. Is I, that intentional? I, thank you. Yeah. Oh no, that, I jumped the shark. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we we were like driving home, and I mean, immediately I'm like, yes, comedy. Oh my god, that's like my favorite thing ever. Um, so we're driving, and um, like so- sometimes I think of like this friend group as kind of a kind of like in my head compares to like um the pelican or. Yeah, the Pelicans in like Finding Nemo where like one person, you know, it's like mine. And then they're all like, mine, mine, mine. They all kind of repeat each other because that's how we are with our own jokes. Like someone will say something and then we just keep like repeating it. And then and then it gets like so out of hand that like there's nobody there to like really stop us. So we just like go with it. You know, even like our name, like Bounce Lounge Productions is just based off of a joke that kind of went like too far almost, you know. But um, so let's see. Oof. Um, so Friday night we were just kind of like spitting ideas out. We're like, all right, comedy. And we were like, we have to have elements of disaster. And we were kind of thinking of like, well, what, what can, what's like disastrous without like, you know, we were like, do we like go to sleeping giant and film all the trees falling down? Like what, what, what do we do for disaster? And then like, I, I don't even know who mentioned it, but someone's like, well, like what, what if there was like no pizza in new Haven? And we just kind of kept going from there, you know, like all night we, even before the screening, we were making jokes about like, you know, gluten-free people. No offense to gluten-free people. <laughs> but we were like, oh, okay, we have to throw in a gluten-free person. And then they emerge as the true villains. Yeah. In your movie <laughs> yeah. So like we were just, um, you know, we were thinking of like our resources, like, all right, who do we have? You know, Cheyenne plays uh, Grace Broha. She's the reporter that's getting to the bottom of this. Like, where's Tony Pepperoni? And Tony Pepperoni is Evan, who's in our group. And we're just like, you know, all night we were just kind of going back and forth with ideas. Um, and then from time to time, Alexis and I, um, we would kind of break off from Evan and Brianna and we would kind of try and condense all of the ideas and figure out like who we were going to interview. We didn't like really, we didn't like really have like a script. We were thinking that it would be best if we just kind of told people the scenario that's happening and then just like let them like decide their own answers kind of and we had like you know some things that we wanted people to base their responses off of but otherwise i mean like the skateboarders you know those are good friends of ours and the concerned mother is actually cheyenne's mom you know so we we just like worked literally with what we had do you have a background in like improv comedy or is this something that's emerged from any of your film classes at scsu that type of structure of here is the general plot of the movie that we want to work with but figure out what sounds right in front of the camera when we're filming um no i mean nothing like with i mean since we took the documentary class like um what i like so much about documentary is that there's nothing like really planned or anything like that you know you just kind of um i mean i guess this is like the opposite because it's you know like a film i don't even know if i'm making sense anymore yeah no, <laughs> i mean i think that what's so unique about the 48 is that yeah it has to be you have to do some planning but also you have 
48 hours to make something. So there's a lot of improvising. Yeah, we thought, we thought that like a script would kind of take like too much time. And plus, like if you give someone a script, sometimes I think that it, it sounds like forced. And obviously we wanted it to seem like as, as natural as possible. So we would just be talking like, you know, we got the owner of Modern to, and we were just like, all right, imagine like, you know, pe- you come into work and there's nothing and you guys have no pizza. Like some like all of your materials like disappeared. You can't make pizzas like people are going crazy. There's people in the streets, you know, even, um, you know, uh, so I, I work at Christie's and we showed up on Saturday night and we wanted like a riot scene. We wanted people like running in the streets and screaming. So I'm, I just show up to Christie's. And I'm standing there and I'm literally yelling like I just we just needed people for one scene and they all know me. But they're like, why is Haley like acting so crazy? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, guys, we need people for like a riot scene. We just need 30 seconds of people running and screaming in the streets. And like, you know, so I have them gathered by like the front door and I'm giving them this like speech. I'm like, guys, New Haven is out of pizza. I'm like, there's no peppies. There's no modern. I'm like, you can't even get Domino's. You can't get bagel bites. You can't get anything. Like, I'm like, what are we going to do? And then I'm like, like, all right, three, two, one, run in the streets, you know? Like, it was, like, so fun. Wait, so were you yelling this at, at not just, are you a bartender at Christie's? Or, yeah, yeah. So not just at staff at Christie's, but also just anyone who was just, there drinking at the time? Yeah, like, they-, they Roped into the movie? Because there were, like, a lot of regulars there that recognized me, and they were, like, more than willing to help me out. And then there were people that just heard me yelling, and they're like, yeah, she seems cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Because I have to, so I I loved a lot of things about your movie, but I feel like my favorite part was that opening montage that is so classic to like any disaster movie, right? <laughs> Whether it's like Twenty Eight Days Later zombie stuff, or even like you know the fifty seven previews for any like Purge movie, it's always like <laughs> chaos in the streets because this one random thing happens to be happening this time, and it's and yeah. it's causing chaos. Um, <laughs> So yeah, great job with that. But you also, it looks like you filmed a lot out at Coogan Pavilion over in Edgewood Park. Uh, there's, uh, I don't know, some of the skate skater scenes yeah, were over a, there. Yeah. But you, did you really traverse uh, the breadth of New Haven in I, I figuring hope so. out where to I, film? I think so. I mean, um, a lot of it is just like what we knew. We weren't gonna like go around to places that we didn't know. But, you know, we know Modern. We went to Brick Oven. We hit up all the spots that... You know, it's a very, I feel like if you're a New Haven local, you know, you're going to recognize all the, we, you know, filmed in the neighborhood that I live in, um, which was actually like really funny because um, that's where I, I played a prostitute. And um, that that was like really interesting. It was almost like a social experiment at the same time because, um, you know, in, in the scene that I'm there, they have to like drive up to me. So I was actually standing on the corner like by myself and uh, they, we had to keep reshooting that scene because people were legitimately stopping. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and what what part of town was this? You say? Uh, like, like, like around Elm Street, like Edgewood. Edgewood Park, yeah. yeah. Um, and one guy actually like got out of he. There was like this one like really sketchy dude that kept driving around, and um, I like went up to our car at some point and uh because we had to film the scene again and i'm like yeah there's like this one car it's like these two older guys and they keep driving around it's kind of making me nervous and they're like all right we'll just get this done and of course as soon as they drove away i saw that car park and one of the guys got out of the car and started walking towards me and i'm like oh god and then so (laughs) he comes up to me and i'm like in this sparkly red dress like heels fishnets and i have a 
and a sign a, that a says very, something. One of the few things yeah, you can't yeah, say I, on I, radio. I realize that I can't but, say it on air, but it had a very inappropriate <laughs> message. And yet related to the dearth of pizza in, yeah, in yeah. the imaginary the world. The things people will do for pizza in New Haven. Wow, a that be- is wild. Um, so, well, yeah. without, I guess um, I want to, I'll, I'll start with Haley again since we're talking and then bounce back to Ryan. But um, in terms of like challenge, unexpected challenges that you faced while making this movie or particularly like delightful aspects of uh, making a movie in such a condensed time frame. Uh, what, what do you say to, I don't know, other people who are considering participating in something like this? Like what is a challenge they should watch out for or something that's particularly great about doing it? You're starting with me. Uh, unless if right. Well, actually, yeah. Do you, do you uh, okay, need a well, second to think I about mean, it? Mm, I'm, I don't Sound. know. Sound. God. Sound, yes. Oh my god, <laughs> sound is like, I like totally screwed up on the sound. I will uh, take blame for that. So, um, what does that mean? That you didn't have microphones uh, in the right places, or the? No, no, no. So we had a boom mic, and uh, I had my field recorder, but um, the whole time I was putting the volume up on the headphones rather than the mic. So I'm like, oh yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> and then we went through and like you know put in all the scenes, and it was like so low. Um, so yeah, there's all, and I think that also you're just going to run into problems. Like you're like, let's say if like you have a Mac or something and you're working with the software, it's going to do stuff that like it's never done before only because you're in this time crunch. Like when Brianna was editing, we have like no idea how many times that premiere just, just shut down. And she's like, it's never done this before. And and I've heard of the teams that like mm-hmm. lost footage of, yeah. of course, it's like you have to be prepared for everything to go wrong. Like you can't expect everything to go right because it's not going to. You can make a whole <laughs> behind the scenes disaster movie about the disaster. Movie I know. That I, you're wish making. That, oh. I wish that someone <laughs> was like filming made like a meta like <laughs> documentary about like everything going wrong. Um, first, I want to say you're listening to uh, Deep Focus on WNHHLP, New Haven's home for community radio. I'm your host, Tom Breen, and I'm talking with Trish Clark, uh, Ryan Lequinko, and uh, Haley Copes about their participation in the 48-hour film project New Haven, which happened uh, last weekend and has a few upcoming screenings, or at least one more upcoming screening that we'll talk about in a second. Um, but Ryan, uh, you've done this again for, for a few years now. You've probably picked up on i don't know some some challenges in each of your previous four years what stuck out to you this year as something that uh you wish you had been i don't know more prepared for or you weren't expecting to happen i think yeah the i wish i would i i i wish i were more prepared uh in general i uh as I mentioned, we, I was a little late to decide we were, we, we weren't as on top of things as, as we typically are. And especially bringing in new people, I didn't really bring them up to speed as much as I should have. And I think it, I kind of threw them in and, uh, and they did, they did great, but, uh, but ultimately, um, I needed to kind of direct them a little bit better. So that's one thing I learned this year is that, uh, um, you got to remember that this is not, you know, we are not a team of professionals. So these are people who, who, uh, who are really talented, but need just need uh, uh, to be shown the ropes. Um, so that's one thing. And as always, you, you, you're never, I, I, I tend to focus on what we didn't get to instead of all the successful things that we did get. Uh, so so I, I, like, I, I have a tendency to look at it and be like, oh, if only, if only we had done, oh, one more time we could have, um, which, you know, is good. I mean, th- th- that's the positive of this thing is that you do get something after only 48 hours. So... 
Uh, so you have to look at it that way, that a lot of times these kinds of projects, they, they never get concluded, but given the time constraint, um, we've been very fortunate in that we've always we always come in just under the wire, at least. And what about on the, I guess, the more positive spin? Like, was there a particular aspect of this year's um, participation that you thought, oh, yeah, this is why I do this every year? Like, this is a really fun and unique way um, to, to make a movie. Um, this is, you know, this is, this is why I do it. Was there some reminder or over the course of the weekend that it's like, oh, yeah, you know, this is 48 is something that I want to keep doing? I, a couple of people after after the shoot uh, mentioned that just how much fun they had had. I know that our uh, our starring actor Lisa was very excited to be in uh, in a, a film again. So I was happy that we got to oblige her in that, and she did such a great job. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it is it is a very it's a very intense but a very uh, satisfactory satis- satisfying experience. What about you, Haley? In especially in comparison to other filmmaking work you do or study at Southern, what about did any were there any uh, like moments this weekend when you thought, huh, this is a really fun way to approach making a movie? I mean, yeah, I mean, it was so humbling. Like just um, all of the people who pulled through at the last minute who were willing, like you know, um, Bill uh, Pistari, who is the owner of Modern. Like we just called him. Well, I I know his daughter. So I called her that morning and she got her dad, like, you know, within an hour we were at Modern and, and he did a great job, you know, and we just put him on the spot. We were, you know, as I said, like, it's just so like avant-garde or, you know, just like, okay, you're put in this situation, you know, the skateboarders, our friends, like they're not actors, but they pulled through and they, they were so funny. And Cheyenne's mom, like all these people just, um, we called them up and they were just, they were willing to drop everything you know just to be in it and they were so funny you know and i I couldn't be any more proud of every person who had something to do with a a slice of chaos and trish how about from the producer's perspective how did this weekend go from you and were you also with patrick down in georgia were Mm -hmm. you doing this solo did you have any well patrick supports from afar Ah, but uh (laughs) but no i have uh i have two interns that have been helping us out all summer who've been fantastic which is great and, uh, and my sister usually helps out at kickoff and drop off as well. So, yeah, I can't do it all alone. I do have some help. But, you know, over the weekend, if people have a problem, they call the 48-hour hotline. So that's just me, you know, manning all that. And I think Did Haley was, to... like, my first call. <laughs> yeah. Which, which and, you know, because she pulled comedy. She's like, does mockumentary count as a comedy? I'm like, yes, it does. And I love mockumentary. So go for it. When I hung uh, up, I was like, I walked into the room. I'm like, I'm going to kiss Trish on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> so excited see I, I like making my 48ers happy when they call did so. you did you have to call any other times uh to the 48 hotline for help um yeah i called yeah. a couple times mostly about like the paperwork because i was like if we don't have this one foreman we're gonna get disqualified and then and then i was yeah. worried about the whole prostitute thing i was worried that like because <laughs> there were like kids there and i was like wait what if like my sign will like offend the parents and i'm like i don't i just didn't want to get disqualified or anything like that was like my biggest concern yeah. Because we were so proud of it, and we would have been so heartbroken if, like, it wouldn't be able to be screened or anything, you know. Ryan, did you have to call the Forty Eight Hotline for anything this weekend? We did not. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> went so smoothly. And so, besides, so being the the one woman on the hotline, was there uh, any other challenges that are recurring or that were new, or 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 positive aspects that really struck you this time around? Um, I mean, most of the calls that I get are like. You know, they're either right after the kickoff where they have questions about the elements or towards the end of the weekend where they have questions about the paperwork, which, you know, usually my staunch answer is, well, all the paperwork's on the website. Just print it out and fill it out. But 
um, we did have, I got a call uh, or a text rather about seven or eight o'clock on Saturday night that said, um, we don't think we're going to submit anything. Our file's corrupted. We don't have anything. And this is a previous winner. Um, oh, no. And, and I, was like, you're, I was like, you're just joking with me. You're pulling my leg. He's like, we're not kidding. But they were re- able to recover some of the footage and then reshot a lot. And I was like, I've never been happier to see a team walk in at kickoff on time or drop off on time. And, that was and the hand synth something film, in. right? That was the synth film, yeah. And that one was sick, too. Yeah, it's great. I love yeah. that one. Could yes. you tell, so I understand that the movies played last night at the Bijou in So yeah, we premiered Bridgeport? at the Bijou last night and um we were going to we had scheduled to be at the State House but it wasn't it's still not open yet so we had to move uh our venue. So rather than having three screening groups of probably 10, 10 and 11 is what we would have had. We had two very large screening groups of 16 and 15 films. So everyone was troopers that sat there for like the two hours, then the Q&A. So it was a really long night for me watching all of them. You stayed for both, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But it was good. It was, I I think it was actually better having the big groups like that because we had like a good crowd. Um, The Bijou is just such a gorgeous theater. I mean, I wish I could just, because I love New Haven, I wish I could just pick it up and move it it right here. but they, 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 you know, at the last minute accommodated us. They said, oh, we could we could do it on Wednesday. They had another event tonight, so I had to condense it into one night. But it was, uh, it was great. I, I love that place. And what about, what, what happens next? Are there any more screenings? Will, is there yeah. a finalist round? What, what do we look forward to? So uh, there were ballots last night so that we will announce uh, the audience vote from each screening group. And as I said on the stage last night and has already been on Facebook, I will announce that next week after I count. Because I'm tired now. And um, then we're going to, the, now it's up to the judges. So we have four judges that are going to look at everything. Uh, three of them were present last night and got to see the stuff on the big screen, which is great. But I also send them the links so they can watch them a few times and go back over something if they need to. And I will announce the nominees because we nominate about five in each category. And uh, so we'll announce that and then we'll be back at the Bijou on Friday the 24th for the best of an awards night. So we'll probably screen, I mean, I don't know yet, but probably 10 to 12 films Mm -hmm. and then do the awards right there on the stage. And who are the judges or is that on the 48 website? It is not on the website, but it was announced in the screening last night. So we have uh, Mike Chuni, who is a uh, a former 48 winner and uh, his film last year screened at Cannes. So he's one of our judges. Uh, Sarah and I am totally spacing on her last name right now, but she is also a, a producer in Connecticut and uh, of events and, and fantastic things as well as films. And who else? Charlie Roxburgh, who we talked about on our last time here. Uh, he was on the Nutmeg's um, latest article when, when we were here two weeks ago. And he's a Connecticut filmmaker as well. And who's the fourth one? I'm really tired. I haven't slept in like five days. Who's the fourth? Oh, and Richard Scott, who is a friend of mine out in California. Uh, so he obviously is the one who wasn't at the screenings because he's in California. But he, um, I know from Dances with Films. Great. So yeah. we'll definitely post any information about upcoming screenings on the Deep Focus Radio website. And then Ryan and Haley, I want to just give you a last opportunity to share like, is there a place where um, our listeners could go to find other movies that you've made or watch these movies if they're available yet? Uh, what can, or if you just want to point them to like a Facebook or a Twitter, is there something that you want to share to get folks to check out more of what you do? Maybe we'll go with Ryan and then Haley. All of our uh, past years, not not this year's yet, but uh, we have a, a Facebook page 
uh, not a Facebook, the, uh, what's the other one? YouTube. We have a mm. YouTube page. I think it's, I don't know if it's just backslash everyone leaves New Haven, but. But it's the team name that's associated. So if you search name. for everyone yeah. leaves New Haven. Which is all together. It. It's not spaced out, right? When you usually write it, everyone leaves New Haven all together. Yeah, I'd like to save space. Yeah. <laughs> and all lowercase, so save. That's just, that's just laziness. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Haley? Is there anywhere folks can go to watch either this movie or uh, other stuff that you've worked on? Yeah, uh, stay tuned. We're, um, we're trying to plan um, a New Haven screening for A Slice of Chaos. So I would um, check the 48-hour uh, film page mm -hmm. um, because once, once we get a place and a, a day and everything... Uh, set in stone we'll post it because we have like a pretty cool movie flyer and we'd love to have people come out and see it and we want to have a screening in new haven especially since it's so new haven based i think um you know i think the locals will really maybe it like could it. be the promo before the uh re-screening of pizza a love story at, yeah. at new england brewing <laughs> company and but that's in october so i'm just saying we know some people the so. counter yeah. counterfactual well, brianna works them. on that one too oh, i'm She's aware the editor for that one <laughs> so Great. it all worked out well, Trish Clark, Ryan Lequenko, Haley Copes, thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about your experiences at this year's 48. Thank you yeah. so much, Trish, for putting this all together. Oh, thank um, you for having us once again. We love all that, all that you do to help promote the 48. My, my pleasure. And you can go to deepfocusradio.com to find a recording of this conversation and links to stuff we spoke about and really three years of conversations about movies and New Haven. So a lot to dig through there. Uh, Trish, Ryan, Haley, thank you again. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.